On today's first round KO, we do our NFL uh, Week 6 preview, as this is our final show before Sunday. And then we talk some NBA, actually. We talk about Kyrie Irving and why he wanted to leave Cleveland. We talk about Jimmy Butler being toxic. Don't worry, I don't rant this time around. It's only me. Uh, and then we do some WWE storylines, Kevin Owens' surgery, Kurt Angle's dream match, and potential NXT call-ups. And then we talk a little bit about the MLB playoffs with the Sox, Astros, Brewers, Dodgers. And then I do some winners, losers. And we finish the show out with bops only. Let's get it. Shock the system. Must hear WSEW Sports Podcast in history. Welcome to First Round KO. I am your host, KO, aka Howard J. Dingers, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Connor J.D. Moore. I want to go home. <laughs> um, also, I found the I found I found the Goku costume, but it has the Super Saiyan blue hair, and we went on that. Dis- yeah, I know. We went on that discussion about how everyone would be like, yeah. I mean, people would still get it, I think. But not a whole Especially lot. with the orange suit. What about this Kingdom Hearts one? What, what about that. Sora? I don't know Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, so, you guys are probably wondering why we're... <laughs> Why we're yet again late on Wednesday? Uh, that's because we altered the the podcast schedule for this week without telling anyone, because we can do that. Uh, yeah, so just this week we're doing Tuesday, Thursday because I'm gonna be out of town starting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, so we won't be able to do a Friday episode. So we just changed the schedule real quick, and it worked out better for us this week. Uh, so that's why this episode's coming out late Wednesday night. But oh well, <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's jump right in. We're doing our NFL preview today because this is our last episode before NFL Sunday. So our favorite three games for the week. Do you have some? I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I have some picked out. I'm assuming the ones you have lined. Yes. On okay. Cool. Yeah. I can start out the yeah, obvious pl- one. Yeah, please do. The obvious one is Monday Night Football, Packers, and uh, San Francisco. Not as interesting as it should be. Um, I was very much looking forward to Jimmy Garoppolo versus Aaron Rodgers. But, unfortunately, now we're getting a hobbled Aaron Rodgers versus C.J. Beathard. And the reason that it's interesting, well, I mean, obviously, because I'm a Packer fan, it's interesting. Uh, but the, the main reason it's super interesting is because... I'm very – I'm just interested about this Packers offense. Like, they need to figure something out, and I don't know if it's just because of Aaron's leg. I don't know if there's turmoil with him and McCarthy, if it's play calling, Joe Philbin isn't on his game, something. Something isn't working. Personnel, maybe. They need to figure something out, and I'm hoping a Monday night football game at home against a struggling 49ers team – is where we're going to start turning it around and kicking it into high gear. My hope and prediction for this game is that Aaron Jones will get more than 12 carries, <laughs> and he's going to go off for a lot of yards. 
So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that Monday night game. Aaron Rodgers finally and that Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense finally kicking it into high gear. And I think Bashad Breeland's going to make his debut hopefully. He was hurt mm-hmm. last week. Uh so hopefully he'll make his debut after we signed him. I think Jari should be coming back, so that'll help our defense a lot. Yeah. I'm just really looking forward to this Packers team hopefully turning it around. What about you? Uh, that it's a perfect time for them to get it turned around. Yeah. Honestly, they kind of have to. They're in a they're in a position where they kind of have to. Honestly, you get punched in the mouth by a divisional rival. <sighs> Another divisional rival is in the lead. You know, a team that many people believe had no business being in first. So mm-hmm. they need to get it going. If they can't get it going against the Forty ers on Monday Night Football, then that's what does that you, then what does that say about the rest of the season? That's where we hit the panic button. That's where I think that's where I think the panic button rightfully should be hit mm-hmm. at that point. The game that I'm looking forward to here, or one of the, one of the ones that I'm looking forward to, is the Steelers and Bengals, mm. because the Bengals seem. I feel like they are definitely playing to get more respect than I think they are originally given. Yeah, and they are definitely playing worthy of said respect. Meanwhile, the Steelers, the jury is still really out on. W- the outlook of the season for them. So Although I'm, they just did beat up on the Falcons, they really did, and I think that I think that served, that will serve as a pretty good wake up call. The Bengals do last but week for the most part. Oh, they can, oh they played uh, Tennessee, I believe. Did they? No, that was Buffalo. I have last week right here. There you go. Um, Bengals beat the Dolphins. No, which eh. shocker. <laughs> um. And you're worried about the Bears uh, playing the Dolphins. I uh, am. Um, but you have a team that's trying to find, that's kind of finding their identity on the go here. And yeah. you have a team that has their identity and they're playing for more respect. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone is, an, is enough. And it's, and it's a it's a rivalry. It's a it's a rivalry game. So, oh yeah. You know, I think this this one is gonna this one means a lot more. You know what this means? Probably equally the same amount to both teams, but for completely different sides of the spectrum on what these two teams are on right now. Yeah, I I would say this. Yeah, because Pittsburgh kind of found something last week against Atlanta, but Atlanta's defense is struggling. So it'll be interesting to see Pittsburgh against this hot Bengals team, and it'll be interesting to see this hot Bengals team against the divisional rival. You know, we I think they struggled against Baltimore, if I remember correctly. I don't remember, actually. I think that's what it was. But, yeah, I it, it'll be interesting. AFC North football, always very unpredictable. So, I'm excited for that one, too. Uh, my second game is Sunday night football. Patriots hosting Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs. And it feels like the Chiefs have had the Patriots number the past couple of years, whether it's Alex Smith at quarterback. Uh, but And now I think Patrick Mahomes is going to take that too. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes, you know, the last two weeks I've said that they're, you know, kind of proving ground matches for Mahomes. And this week, if, if he went into Denver and he, he took care of Denver with a late touchdown in a primetime game, and then he – took on that Jacksonville defense and showed that he is a legit threat in this league. And so I think going into Foxborough, while it will be tough, it might be some colder weather, I still think he'll be able to figure it out. And 
mostly because of that coaching staff and the offensive play style that they have. They'll get Hill the ball a lot. They'll probably run the ball with Hunt. It'll probably be a limited game. We won't see big numbers from Mahomes this week, mm-hmm. but it will be an explosive offense nonetheless, just because this offense is explosive. Uh, and I don't think I don't think the Patriots will have an answer for that. But I'm very excited to see Mahomes go into Foxborough and continue his dominance. <laughs> Can you imagine if he actually beat? <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs have beaten the Patriots the past couple of years. Oh my God! Can you imagine if he actually? goes into Foxborough and beats New England. I hope. I hope with a passion. Oh At that point, I'm officially making my I'm a Mahomey t-shirt if he if he beats New England. Yes. <laughs> At that point, someone's going to have to pay me to, for my I'm a Mahomey. <laughs> Get some Dude. merch going. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> First round KO merch. I'm totally down for that <laughs> if I knew just, how to work that at all. Just mass produce it. Um. So the second game I'm gonna have is actually the Bears and Dolphins. Okay. Naturally. Yes. <laughs> because for because I mean, if you're able to pick a Packers game almost every week, then I should feel yeah. obligated to pick a Bears game. And I'm just very curious to know how the Bears are gonna be out on the opposite end of this bye week. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, we're four. You know, we're what we're four and one, mm-hmm. three that and one. I changed my pick. I forgot about that. And so I picked Miami. Didn't I? No, you picked Chicago. Oh, did I? Never mind then. And I just really want to know what Chicago Bears team I'm going to see, what mm-hmm. Chicago Bears team we're going to see going forward. You know, and Matt Nagy was saying, like, it's not just to coach the players who have a bye week and everything who have a chance of – who also have a chance to relax but also need to, like, still be prepared. He said that the entire coaching staff is going to do kind of like a self-evaluation, look at things that they, they did right, things they did wrong, things they need to improve on, which is I would think all coaches do. But – I'm very intrigued because there are some pretty big games on this opposite side of this bye week that very well could seal whatever the Bears' fate is. Now, it's it's awesome to see that the Bears are getting a lot of respect in almost every power ranking you see. You know, they're in the top. They're you know they're in the top ten on a lot of these power. Can I rankings. rant about that power ranking from Bleacher Report for a second? What did Bleacher Report put him at? I don't know where the Bears were, but the top five... I saw SB Nation put the Bears at six. The only thing that I noticed from the Bleacher Report one was that the Patriots were four and the Jaguars were five. No! (laughs) The Patriots are not the fourth best team in the league. Stop it, ESPN. No, it wasn't even ESPN. It was Bleacher. Bleacher Report, get off your bullshit. (laughs) Patriots are not... No. I get that the Jaguars have to fall down because they lost to the Chiefs, but God, you can't put the Patriots above... No. Patriots are not the fourth best team. Sorry. Rant over real quick. I don't know where the Bears are. But uh-huh. I'm sure. No, I'm, I picked this game because, I mean, you said that the Dolphins have a so – you say that the Dolphins tend to be very – have a tendency to be competitive this season yes. and really, in a way, play up to their talent. The I, other, the I, other I, big thing is that defenses usually struggle in southern climates, especially Miami, It that the heat – and I don't know how warm it's going to be this weekend, but if it's a normal Miami game, the Heat normally gets to the opposing defense first. Right. So I think that's going to be a factor. Obviously, I still pick the Bears, but in my mind, I'm I'm still I'm thinking that Bears defense might not be as effective as it normally is. And and the Dolphins have looked decent this year. They're I think they're four and one, four and two now. They're four and two now, but still, I they're looking decent. I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled the upset, but I still pick the Bears. So, yeah. Bears-Dolphins, right. game number two for me. Yeah. 
And then my final game was, ah, yes, the Browns hosting the Chargers. LA's got to go to the dog pound. And I'm super excited. This this game is going to, for me, it's going to solidify the Browns as a legit team. Like, rebuild is basically finished or, you know, not not quite yet. Because this Chargers team, as we talked them up at the preseason, they're not as good as we thought they were going to be. No. So they're a very vulnerable team. This is a very winnable game for the Browns. This is the perfect game for me for the Browns because if they win, the Chargers are good enough where I can say this is a legitimate win at home. The Browns are legit. They may not be Super Bowl contenders, but they're playoff contenders, and they're a credible threat going forward the next couple seasons. But the Chargers also have enough talent and are you know enough potential where if the Browns lose, you can say, okay, the Browns still have a little bit to go. They're almost there, but they're not quite there. So I'm that's why I'm very interested to see how Baker plays in this game, how that defense handles Phillip Rivers and that offense, Melvin Gordon. Uh, yeah, just really interested to see how far along the Browns are. How about you? Was that your – you've only done two games. Yeah. You got another one? Yeah. It's not It's not that one. Although I, will, yeah. although I will say that I'm firm, as I always have been the last few years, I feel like, perpetually, just on this Browns bandwagon. And now it's just full speed ahead. It's Same. it's a matter of time until I get me that Baker Mayfield jersey at this point, honestly. It's sitting in my cart in, J- in DHK. That one, Mahomes. You, you going to pull the trigger? Von Miller, Josh Allen. You going to pull the trigger? I'm going to pull it eventually. Pull I think Saquon's in the there. Trigger. Saquon's in there. Can nobody else do it for you? You've never heard that song? No, I think I want to get some basketball jerseys. I need a new Giannis one. And I, want I got a Giannis one. I need a LeBron one. I have a Giannis I, I one. Still need, I, I have a black Le- I still, Giannis one. I still need an L.A. LeBron but I want the, jersey. I want the, the, the forest green Giannis one. I think that one looks clean as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also need a LeBron one, obviously. Yeah. Which, are you, which one are you going to get? The yellow one, the white one, the, the Probably go one. classic yellow. You're going to go, damn. I right. love the yellow. Let's just make sure we don't wear the same jersey the same day. That's probably a good idea. I mean, we've already. I ca- might, I might fuck around and get the black and yellow one. The black one looks clean. clean. Those are pretty clean. The black one. Because I already clean. have a, Ku- a yellow Kuzma one. Right. I don't know. We'll you see. can match. You can match anything with a black jersey, or anything That's with true. that white jersey That's too. True. The yellow one, you kind of. I'm not a fan of the white ones. Yeah. The 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 yellow one. I mean, you could pretty much again. It, it's it's. The, the yeah, iconic. I, see, I'm it, a it's, huge, it's an iconic Laker ye- yellow. I'm a huge so. yellow fan, as everyone can tell by the branding of First Round KO, and my favorite tag team Undisputed Era. <laughs> And Mike. one of your favorite football teams, a couple of your favorite football teams, and your favorite baseball team, and <laughs> and what? my favorite hockey team, and your favorite hockey team. What other sport? Uh, Badgers oh, no. don't have yellow. Fucking Badgers. Am I missing anything? <laughs> nope. I All think right, that's well, it. I think I covered it. Also, <laughs> high school. Oh yeah. Also, uh, complete side note: the the one with pockets, it's thirty one ninety nine, but that's without tax. The one without pockets, including tax, twenty nine fifty three. So it's about the same. That's without no the the thirty one ninety nine oh. is without the tax. The tax it wasn't included. Gotcha. In the gotcha thing, yeah. We're still talking Halloween costumes. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, so what's your third game? Third game, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, was. Huh. It's yeah. a, there's an interesting there's, there's, there's some interesting there's some interest there's an interesting side here. Um I'm going to go with 
Oh wow! All right, you know I'm gonna I'm uh, Jaguars Cowboys because Dax Dak needs a bounce back game, you know. Yes, Dak needs a bounce back game, and and it ain't gonna come against it's, Jacksonville. It's gonna come very difficult. I against. love it. one of the one of the articles I saw on Bleacher Report was literally just called. Why does Jason Garrett still have a job? And I was like, you know what? That's a really good question. I'm going to have to read that article eventually. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Like, Dak needs to have a good game. He's only had, like, one or two games above 200 this year. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to get it against Jacksonville. Right. So, I mean, we'll see if they try to do some fun play calling. But they're the Cowboys. They're not going to. They're just going to try to run it. Right. So That's a good pick. I like that one. A uh, couple other honorable mentions. Uh, NFC East rivalry game Thursday night. Eagles-Giants. Um, Jets-Colts. That that one's got potential because two teams are struggling. I kind of like that. Ravens and Titans, two teams that are on and off every week. So it's really just dependent on what team shows up. And the Bills and Texans, another a couple other teams that are struggling. Uh other than that, the the other games are pretty one-sided type of things. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to NFL football this weekend. It should be fun. Let's move on to the NBA because there's a few things that I want to touch on very shortly with the NBA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so the first thing is Kyrie Irving coming out and commenting on why he wanted out of Cleveland. Did you hear about this? I didn't. I saw it. I did not see it. This makes me like Kyrie Irving again. (laughs) Obviously, I still liked him. But this, like, because with the whole LeBron and Cleveland thing, I started to lose a little respect for him. But he finally gave reasoning for it. And I'm I'm fully behind it because I'm not going to lie, would have done the same exact thing in the same situation. Lay it on me. He said that he wanted out of Cleveland then, before last season, so that he wasn't stuck in Cleveland when LeBron left. He said, we all knew what was going to happen, and it happened, being LeBron leaving. He didn't want to be stuck in Cleveland with LeBron gone because he knows that organization, and he knows what that organization is going to be without the king in the East. So he was like, get me out of here before LeBron leaves. We won our title. Let me go start a new chapter in my life. I fully respect that. Now, it is still kind of a, it, it's still a little bit of a shitty thing to do, but I completely, I, I completely get it. And like I said, I might have done the same thing in the same situation. <laughs> like if I knew that LeBron James was leaving my team, and I knew that the team was going to be bad when he left, because Kyrie knows firsthand what that team is like. Yeah, LeBron. When LeBron left. He, because he got drafted pretty soon after LeBron left the first time, and he was on some thirty-five win teams in Cleveland. He knows what they're like. He was like, you know what? Well, would no. the story be different? Because they still have essentially most of the entire roster minus LeBron, Kevin Love. So, <laughs> is better than the team that Kyrie Irving was on. Yeah, uh, every Cav- no, this is literally saying- better with every caveat. The Cavalier, like, let's say Kyrie Irving stayed for whatever reason. But that team's not contending for a title. No, but it is much better and could definitely be in the playoffs consistently but compared he, to every Kyrie Irving but team. But now he is contending for a title in Boston. Very true. So, I mean, still, but, I mean, if you're looking at every Kyrie Irving Cavs team that he was on compared to this one, had he were on it, much better. And I think would would, would by default be a top four team in the East because Kyrie Irving's on that team. 
Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I see your point there. But I, yeah. Like I said, I, we've seen what Cleveland can do because they have those names now, but there's no there's no guarantee they keep any of those names or right. all of them. You know, they they ship some, they cut some, they bring in some other, they dra- do bad draft picks. We all know. Mm-hmm. God, what was his name? Bennett. Anthony Bennett. Anthony Bennett with the first overall pick. Come on. <laughs> like, the only – they had three lottery picks, and they got one right. <laughs> That's bad. That's not good. That's not good odds. Uh, yeah, so I don't blame Kyrie at all for wanting out of Cleveland. Uh, the other one, and you don't have to talk about this, because don't, we don't need you to get worked up again. I just wanted to mention <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Because a lot has developed today. A lot. <laughs> Connor's trying to contain himself with anger. A lot has developed today with Jimmy Butler. A lot of news has come out via Twitter. Jimmy finally re- uh, reported to practice, and he purposely he purposely played with the backups in the practice scrimmage today. And apparently, during that scrimmage, he purpose purposefully. Uh, targeted William Wiggins and uh, Carl Anthony Towns, and to show you know to show that he is as good as he says he is, and he apparently led the backup team to a win over the starters. And he's just saying a bunch of stuff to the GM like you, you know you can't win without me, blah blah blah. And it is after today. That I will stick with my I will stick with my previous assessment that yes Jimmy Butler is at a top twenty five player in this league. He is a very good basketball player, and I do believe that as a basketball player, the Timberwolves cannot win without Jimmy Butler, unless they replaced him with a player of equal or greater value. I think he's I think he's good, and I I don't necessarily think he's the number one, but he's a good one A or number two next to what or. Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns. I th- I think they match up. But I will admit, now now seeing all this stuff come out today, I Jimmy Butler does seem very toxic. He does seem very toxic in the locker room, like Connor has been saying. Uh obviously I didn't think that before because I hadn't seen it firsthand. I wasn't a Bulls fan. I didn't pay close attention to that locker room. And now with Minnesota, I just really wasn't paying too much attention either. And really, this, I mean, this has all just been this offseason, really. But, yeah, I, I, I just hadn't seen it before. But now, now that I see all this stuff coming out, I can fully say how I, I can understand how he is very toxic. I still obviously don't get it to the full extent, but all the signs were out there today and all the, all the signs have shown um, that he can destroy a locker room and he can be very very toxic to a basketball team all right we're done with jimmy butler you can come back now connor <laughs> he wheeled away so that he didn't have to talk you want to talk some wrestling let's talk wrestling let's talk some wrestling <laughs> uh kevin owens is having surgery so oh oh really yes oh, so okay. apparently they they played an injury angle with a heel turn on Bobby Lashley on on Monday Night Raw. Bobby Lashley, after their match, which he worked heel, he went back and actually did like a post match beat up on Kevin Owens. Uh-huh. He you know targeted his knee, 
And I don't know. Oh, it is. So Kevin Owens is undergoing knee surgery, hoped to be minor. So they are hoping it is a minor injury. And uh, they won't know the full extent of the injury until the knee is er, assessed. But it, uh, er, it says the hope is that it's a minor surgery and it won't require a lengthy recovery. Which means, in my mind, right now, because I'm accustomed to the WWE schedule, he's going out right now, minor surgery, not a lot of time to come back, Royal Rumble return. <laughs> I feel like a lot of superstars... It always, it always comes back to the Royal Rumble It with always you. does. Well, it always does for WWE. Like, if you... Think about it. Okay, so, like, if you have an injury and you know... An I you if you have an idea of what the injury is and what the surgery is that to get it fixed and how long that recovery is, in the back of your mind, wouldn't you try to even if you didn't need it right away, like say you you could probably work till December if you wanted to, but then you would miss the Royal Rumble. Wouldn't you want the surgery earlier so that you could return for the Royal Rumble? You think he'll be back at the Rumble or before yes, Rumble? At the Rumble, surprise entrant. Surprise return, yeah. All the reports will come out the, the week before. Kevin Owens is cleared to wrestle. He'll, he'll probably be in the Rumble. And he'll come back as a heel. And, and he'll be number 12, something like that. I'm just picking a random number. And number 13 will be a returning Sami Zayn. But it'll be interesting. That's be- right, because he had the double surgery. Exactly. So I And Kevin was kind of baby-faced the last – I mean, he wasn't with Elias, but last night, Monday night – with this thing, he was a little bit baby face. How so? Just because Bobby was heel. So Kevin was working face, although it was in Chicago, so he was working face because they knew the crowd would cheer for him. So it was really smart booking by WWE. So I don't think it's a full baby face turn, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm very excited. <laughs> I don't, obviously they might not do that. Maybe they'll have him return the night after or something like that. Right. But... As a WWE fan, you just always have to kind of assume, you know, minor surgery means probably three or four month recovery. What's in three or four months? Royal Rumble. Just makes sense. Um, I'm gonna miss Kevin, <laughs> even though although this is the the time away is gonna be good for him mm-hmm. because he's been in some bad storylines lately. So I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for him to take some time off. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, <laughs> he just showed me a, it was a Timberwolves logo. This is and it was dog. the yeah the dog meme. It's like sitting in the room that's on fire, and he says, "This is fine." They edited that into the logo. It was pretty great. I love it. Um, yeah, Kevin Owens. <laughs> Kevin Owens can use the time off, and this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be good. Kevin Owens will also be replaced as Natalia's partner on Mixed Match Challenge. Cool. Kevin's 34 years old. Okay, that's another thing I want to talk about, actually. Age in the WWE. I didn't plan on talking about this, but I just remembered it. They have been referring to Trish Stratus as an older competitor. Like, she's old. She's been wrestling for a while. Or she wrestled a long time ago. Now she's old. Trish Stratus is 41 years old. You know how old John Cena is? 43. Uh, I think he's only 40. Oh. But he's around 39, 40, 41. Same as AJ Styles. 
Same as, I believe, Bobby Roode. All these guys that they're pushing. I as... also think that the shelf life was a little bit shorter when at the time when Trish left. Right. But, like, the fact that she's coming back and, you know, there's people, Triple H, Undertaker, Kane, mm-hmm. and Shawn Michaels. Although Triple H is, I think, 48 or something like that, 49. But all the all those all those three other guys are 50 plus. They're pushing them as, you know, they're pushing them as legends. And yeah, they're calling Trish a legend too, but they're calling her old. <laughs> I just that's just they strange. are calling her old. I think the heels in the story, Alexa. Mick- I'm pretty sure the commentator said it a couple times. Even Mickey, which is kind of the pot calling the kettle here. Wonder how old Mickey is. Good question. Let's find out. Mickey. James age is the second hit. <laughs> Mickey James is thirty nine. Two years younger. Yeah. <laughs> it's a valid valid pick then. Uh other news out of the WWE. Kurt Angle has announced what his dream match is before he retires from WWE. Would you like to guess who he wants to wrestle? On the grandest stage of them all. I'll give you three options. Okay. All right. Let me think about this. <clears throat> All right. I can think of a third one. Yeah. Three options. John Cena. Daniel Bryan. Seth Rollins. Part of me feels like he wants to go Cena because, you know, he, that was the, that was the career. Ruthless. Aggression. Yeah, that Cena's debut. <clears throat> Another part of me because Seth Rollins because he can make any match. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Debray. You are correct. Kurt Angle announced that he well not announced but in an interview said that uh, before he retires his dream match that he wants to have at uh, presumably at WrestleMania would be against Daniel Bryan, which would have worked last year. If they would have done that better, because they were both general managers, <laughs> if they they could have done that as Daniel's return match for WrestleMania, but instead they threw him in that stupid tag team match with with Shane McMahon, and that was just bad. But oh well, I guess. Um, what Maria Kanellis returned? Why on two hundred five? Is Bennett on two hundred five? Thanks, maybe. What? How did I not hear about... Yeah, he is. Look at this. Oh, nice. Wait, there's my real Michael Bennett. Oh, my God. The power couple is back, baby. Just give, give Maria her old theme song. Oh, that's right. 205 is tonight. That's why that's happening. That's why I haven't heard about it. I agree. I do kind of like their new theme song. I don't. I don't know. It I works. I hate it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. I'm glad that they returned. I like them a lot. Uh, let's see. One last WWE storyline I want to talk about. The rumor is, after Survivor Series, WWE is looking to call up some NXT superstars. Really? Yes. The rumor is, uh, normally, it's... I should say normally. Over the past couple of years... It, w- it has been after WrestleMania and after uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Which there weren't any this SummerSlam, were there? Right. And I'm glad there wasn't because they there barely was. did anything with their WrestleMania call-ups this year. <laughs> if you think about it. Their WrestleMania call-ups. Who were their, who were their call-ups? Authors of Pain. Yeah, they haven't done anything. Sanity. They haven't done anything. Who has done nothing lately. Right. Andrade Cien Almas. He's, he's, a, he's prominent. 
I'll make the argument for Drew McIntyre, but that was more of a return than a call up. It was a a little bit of both. I think return was just him being under the. It's WD. technically a call up. The a return was him. I think the return was him going to NXT because that was technically right. his return. But it was to the also umbrella. his. It was also his raw return. Right. And but then, it was also technically a call up. True. Um. So yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll count that as a call up. So the two best ones you've already listed off are 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 Almas and. But what McIntyre. is Almas done? Almas has he's, he's he's put on some damn good matches. But he hasn't people. had any feuds. He hasn't had any, with the exception of one. Was it? It was it was a Sinkara. Oh, Rusev Day. Oh, it's Sinkara, but that Sinkara and Rusev Day. Sinkara but, was halted because Sinkara got injured again. But honestly, I think that they they're gonna get some. They're they've been utilizing Almas more on te- on programming no, than I, Sanity and everything. So yes. They I have faith agree. in him. I think it's literally just a, I think they're just trying to find something meaningful for him because they don't want to waste him because he's put on so many good matches. Oh, I agree. Like since his call up with Daniel he Bryan. Had a five-star, well, he had a five star match with Johnny Gargano before the call up. Right. This year. And, you know, and on the main roster, he's took on Daniel Bryan. He's taken on AJ Styles. So I honestly do think that, and I think this is actually coming from Vince himself. I think that. I think they're kind of they're just waiting to find the right program for him because they realize that they have something here. Yeah. That's I, But I do but I but in my opinion I think the best ones who the best call-ups since Mania are Drew McIntyre and Andrade. Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to think of the were, other Were there ones. any were there any in the women's division? That is Was a it good Ember question. Was it Ember oh, Mo- the Iconics? Em- and Ember Moon, yeah. And the Iconic, yeah, because Ember Moon came on Raw, then the, and the Iconics the came on, on for both of them that they were shit call ups. <laughs> they, 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 they taunt, they uh touted Ember Moon fairly well, and she got caught up, but they they really fell flat with with the three of them. They really fell flat with all three of them, honestly. Yes, which is on which is no fault of their own. I agree. Uh, I'm trying to find the list of people who have been. 2018. Now I have the iconic theme song. Three stuck possible in my head. call-ups. After what? In oh, that's for SummerSlam. No, 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 no. WrestleMania. Do you think they? Uh, do you think they pull a? Sh- do you think they pull a shield with the undisputed era, and have them come in at Survivor Series? Please. No, <laughs> they still have the titles. I undisputed era will be there until next year, I think. Until Mania. I, yeah, I don't know. Let's see here. Come on, just give me a list of who came up last year. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's why they didn't call anyone up after Survivor Series because they barely used the people that they called up beforehand, you know. So, um, but now, now the rumor is that Vince wants more toys to play with on the main roster. And what gonna, are they going to – what is he going to do with them? I, I I say that, but it's probably actually Triple H saying that a couple of guys are ready and that they want to send them up. I don't know. Maybe which they is very, which I think I think Trips is getting a little bit more say in these more often in the last few years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, which is part of the reason why I think the Iconics and Ember Moon are up. What I think happens is Triple H says, "Hey Vince, these guys are ready. Let's put them on the main roster." And Vince says, "Okay." And then Vince doesn't make any plans for them. Because they weren't Vince's call-ups. They were, they were Triple they were H's. call-ups, yeah. It really doesn't seem like Vince has, like... But who but who would you say has been a Vince call-up? The Shield. <laughs> Even though, like, it was 
The shield was a Punk's clip. idea. Punk Punk's idea. The oh, shield yeah, was, was Punk's idea. Oh yeah, it was. It was just CM Punk's idea. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think Punk's idea actually, instead of Roman, was gonna be Cassius. So no. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. So yeah. this was in the midst when he was having all these issues, and they yeah, went so with punk, a punk idea? Yes. So, because... you ha- Please, ru- yeah, you have to run the story by yeah, me, because so I, I had no idea. Punk went to a- Vince and was like, hey, because this was the Ryback storyline. Yeah. With Vin- and he said, hey, I, I there's these guys in NXT, let's call them up, and they can, con- they can form a stable to protect me for a while. And, you know, they're good wrestlers, you can eventually do something with them. And so him and Heyman was working with him at the time, too. Him and Heyman were like, okay, let's do this Dean Ambrose guy, this Seth Rollins guy, and Cassius Ono, Chris Hero. And uh, Ed Vince was like, no, I like Roman Reigns. It's like, okay, that makes sense. And, yeah, then they debuted at Survivor Series, helping CM Punk retain the WWE Championship. Dope. Yeah. And the sweet irony that they're really – that they've been milking the shield and it's a CM Punk brainchild. And of course they would never say that, but yes, that is legitimate. That is a legitimate thing, and yeah. Uh, what were we? What were we talking about now? Oh, I th- undisputed. Call-ups. Yeah, call ups. I mean, yeah, the Shield have been. I mean, technically, I would say they're Roman. I don't think anyone. I don't think any of the call ups are Vince call ups. I think. Well, I feel like Vince has to give has to like fi- give like the final oh well, the absolutely. final approval to be like yep they they can Triple come Triple H up. and Vince converse on it and then they, right. they decide. So, I mean, Trips is the one that sends because oh. Trip. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> no insisted. way, Jose. No way, Jose. He called up. He got called up because um, I mean Triple because I mean Triple H gives them the send off. Yep. But then I still feel like Vince is the one that's be like yep bring them up because Vince also shakes their hand and everything when they get to that main roster and everything's like hey you're here welcome. Um. No, the biggest Vince one I would say in my ha- in my mind would have to be Drew McIntyre because he was Vince's chosen one before. I was gonna say, do you think like th- that this Drew McIntyre was a was a was a, a straight Vince move? I feel like I know Triple yes. H had to have or had to have had Triple a Triple H role probably there. had a say in it because but, but well because Drew was coming off an injury, so Triple H was probably like, do I bring him back to NXT to have a couple more matches, or do we just capitalize on this and send him to the main roster? And I think they made the right move, honestly. He's been fantastic. He's the highlight of Raw for me every week. He's he's definitely my favorite thing on Raw. I'm trying to think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ember Moon. <laughs> Nicholas, technically. Yeah. That's not NXT call-up, but he, was, he was on the Raw after Mania. Um, forfeited the titles. No way, Jose. Um. Oh. Oh. Paige retired that night. That Thursday. Yeah, she retired that Monday and then turned around because remember because it went to it was at the Smoothie King Arena two nights in a row. She retired she, Monday, then she turned around on Tuesday. I was like, that's right. Uh, like that's right because Daniel had to quit. That's right. It all it all makes sense. Bobby Lashley returned. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn showed up. Oh, the authors of pain. I think we mentioned them, but they have done nothing. Uh, and Samoa Joe returned. Okay. And then I suppose the SmackDown call-ups also, but we've already talked about those. Andrade, Iconics, and Sanity. Anyway, yeah. So look towards – okay, so 
the the main thing I wanted to talk about. Who do you think gets called up? I have a couple guesses. What's Velveteen up to these days? That's one of them. What's EC3 up to these days? That's the other one. And are they finally going to bring up Nikki Cross? Hopefully. Because I think... I (laughs) I would hope so, because then they could... Because I think they could finally run rampant with Sanity. I agree. With Nikki. Yeah, once the entire group is Oh my god, then New Day could recruit a female member. Oh, that could could get fun. Anyway. Bianca Belair, maybe? God, that would be so good. That that literally just came off the top of my head. That would be... Amazing. But isn't um, she technically a heel right now in NXT? Probably, but... but I mean, Alexa Bliss... Does, Vince I mean, doesn't watch. <laughs> you're right. He doesn't. Um, no, the other one I was thinking of was Aleister Black. That's true. But I still I still feel like he has a bone to pick with... But he could do that at Ciampa the... Or Gargano. Right, or he can do that at the Survivor Series match. Or at the, you know, the Survivor Series takeover. The one the, the day before. Or do they have one before? Yes. Survivor Series? Yes, that's the next... That's the next one. Okay. So, he does that match there. Whatever finishes up that storyline, comes back. That'd be cool. I I like Alistair Black a lot, so I that's my hope. Um, but EC3 makes more sense on the main roster than NXT, so I hope they do that. And, yeah, I'm trying to think. There was a tag team that I was thinking of. I could see uh, Heavy Machinery going up. Yeah, I don't know. And then a lot of people are probably moving over to NXT UK eventually, uh, like Tyler Bate and Mustache Mountain and Pete Dunne and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to that call-up. I, I always love call-ups because I like NXT guys. But then they get ruined. <laughs> uh, let's quick talk some baseball. We finally have our championship series set. We have the Red Sox versus the Astros and the Dodgers versus the Brewers. Who wins, in your mind, who wins the ALCS? And why? (laughs) I can tell you who I want to win, but I can tell you who I am worried who will win. And I want Houston to win. Just... And right. why? Because I just really like them. I really like that team. Right. And I think that once they get all cylinders going, they are a team to they are a team you want to mess with. That's fair. However, everything I just said about cylinders going and not a team you want to mess with, that's what I see in Boston right now. So this so this series I think actually goes six or seven games. But for the sake of it, I do believe that Boston's going to win, but I want Houston to win. Okay. But I'm so I'm gonna stick with what I'm gonna stick with my future. I'm gonna say Boston because they just look like a team possessed since like May. They do. Uh but I'm gonna go with Houston. I just think Houston has the stuff. Mm-hmm. They and they've been here a couple times now. Houston secret stuff. Yep. And uh yeah, I just believe in Altuve and Correa getting stuff going for them. Um of course, I would much rather the you know the Astros win too. I don't like the Red Sox, um, and I never like I never like seeing a dominating team win or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> for me, it would just be more fun for the Astros to win. I like them. Plus, I want to see an old NL Central matchup in the World Series. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Brewers Dodgers. I'm a little bit more concerned about the Dodgers than I think. A lot of people who I talk to are. 
like even even talking to you about it, like you like you're still like dead like dead said this that it's the Brewers, and I've always just been like like yeah I know the Dodgers have a have a capacity to choke, but I mean the their resilience has been on display this year. They went from one of the worst teams. And then, they did that last year too. Yeah, and then and and we'll look what they did last year. They were in the World Series, right. so. So I'm a little bit more fearful about this Dodgers team, especially with the talent that they've added more so than I think other people are. This one I think does go seven. This one I do think is going to take every last bit of the Brewers bullpen to do so. And I do think the Brewers go to the World Series, and I'm going to need to start saving up money now so yes. I can go to a World Series game. I'm going to a World Series game if we if we win. Let's do it. Let's tailgate. Yeah, 100%. Let's go crazy. At the yeah, I have the Brewers, and like you said, like I do, I am confident, and obviously, obviously, I'm scared of the Dodgers because I know what they're capable of. They've been here the last couple of years. They were there last year. They won last year. I just, I just have that much confidence in this Brewers team. I feel like I have to, also as a fan, but like I, mm-hmm. I just do. I was uh, during one of my classes today. I was looking at stats for the two teams, and everyone's saying, "Oh, Machado's finally getting hot." Dude had two hits. He's got three hits all postseason. That's all it takes, though, for Machado. Because like, there were two home runs in, like, you just got. He's just got to see solid contact coming off the ball, like, and in play or out of the park like that. And he's Jesus Aguilar hit one home run. I'm not saying he's on fire now. I mean, Jesus was kind of. He was slacking, so he's. I think he's gonna pick it up now. But Machado, he's three for like 17 right now in the postseason. It's not good. It's it's three for something like that. Three for 15, maybe 12. I don't know. But he's only got three hits. Two of them are the home runs in this last game. He's not – be- I think their best hitter is – I don't even remember, to be honest. Muncie was up there. Turner – I don't know. But, okay, so even their pitchers. Um, Their pitchers gave up eight runs. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the Brewers giving up two. I think the Brewers lineup is better than the Braves. I think we'll be able to attack. We've beaten up Kershaw in the in the past. Yeah. I you know, our our lineup is deep. It's hard to match up against us. Especially so this is the big thing I was looking at too. When you look at a lot of major league teams, their stats for righties versus lefties usually go down when they face lefty pitchers. Mm-hmm. The Brewers actually are point zero zero two better batting average against lefties. And that's in huge thanks to Christian Yelich, who obviously a lefty-lefty matchup usually favors the pitcher. Christian Yelich has been dominating lefty pitchers this year, so i i don't I don't fear that at all. Uh, Kershaw said it himself; he needs to figure out how to get Yelich out. No one, no one really knows. Yelich has only had eight uh, batting appearances, or you know, plate appearances. No. Mm-hmm. Batting, what the hell is it called? What? He's been to the plate like 14 times, but he's had like six walks. Who? So he's had the 16, Yelich. So he's had like 15. Plate appearances. He's had the plate appearances, but a walk doesn't count as a at-bat. That's what I'm looking for. There it is. He's only had eight at-bats, official at-bats, because he's had so many walks. And I think he has two hits, so he's two for eight. But then there's Arcia, who's two for ten. But like... RC is doing decently better than he has been. Kratz is 
five for eight. He's coming out of nowhere. Wiley veteran, Grandpa Kratz. Every World Series Grandpa team has Kratz-y. one. And our, like I said, we have Moustakis and Kane, who have been here before. We have Scope, who's looking to prove himself because he hasn't been playing much. Santana, who's been good off the bench for us. Obviously, Shaw, Yelich, and Aguilar have been our anchors. <laughs> and Kane, obviously, too. Braun has been doing good lately. I just th- This lineup is hard to match up against for those pitchers. So if we can attack those pitchers, their bullpen isn't that good, except for Kenley Jansen, but that's only an inning a game that we have to worry about. And if we take leads, we don't have to worry about Kenley mm-hmm. Jansen too much. I There's just a lot of factors going for the Brewers right now. I, it's it's hard for me to pick against them. It really is because they they are a special team. There's something special about this Brewers team, and it's looking. I don't know. It, it's going to be a fun series. Oh god, it's yeah. going to be a very fun series. It's going to be a series that's probably probably going to give Brewers fans heart palpitations. Oh, honestly. absolutely. Um, I have this going six. I yeah, I have this going six. I have. Both teams defending home field for the most part. The Brewers stealing one in L.A. Mm-hmm. Probably the last one. Winning game six. Up 3-2. Or... Yeah, that would be 3-2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, like I said, I am scared of the Dodgers. And there's every possibility that they are hot now. At But, you know, I, it's not like... They're not Boston hot where they just put up 16 runs, mm-hmm. you know. Now, if they're at Boston, how I'd say this series is so then it, exactly. I'd be like, screw it. I'd be a little <laughs> like more it's, scared. It's been fun. But they're but everyone's talking about Machado. He's only three for like fifteen. Calm down. We'll see. And you know, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited. Uh and we'll talk about those next week when, when those first couple games of each series have begun. Um I have a couple segments before we get to Bops. Uh winners. I have Jacksonville winning because they signed Jamal Charles, and I think that's a really good pickup for them. I'm very excited for that, and I'm very excited to watch that this week against the Cowboys. I think he's going to help a lot, especially just the veteran presence. He said he was looking for a Super Bowl team to sign with. He found it. Found one. And then losers, Diamondback fans. Sorry, Arizona. Your team's going into a rebuild. The Dodgers – or the Diamondbacks – officially announced that they're going into rebuild mode and they are shipping anyone and everyone, including Paul Goldschmidt and Zach Grinke. So, sorry, Diamondback fans. Not going to the playoffs anytime soon, most likely. <laughs> uh, Yeah. Let's do some bops. Yeah, let me pull up the web player on my thing. Okay. Because the app just isn't working right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. That's all right. It does a weird thing where it just installs and everything. That's fair. I I understand that. Yeah, Bops Only segment that we started doing. We play music for you guys, and we put it on a playlist so that you guys know what Bops to listen to uh, over the weekend and in the future. Oh, wait. Hang on. Headphones. 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 I need these. Headphones. Hang on. Now, Hang on. I will start off. Because I didn't do this last week, like I said I would. I will start off this week with with my Little Wayne pick. Because I did say that I was going to pick a song from the Carter Five. You did. And I didn't last week. You and did not. that is my bad. My yes, apologies. But so and I also had I had trouble picking what song I wanted to do. Yeah. Because there's a lot of good songs. 
And I I almost picked Mona Lisa because Kendrick. Yeah. And I almost picked a couple other ones. I think let me look at the actual album here. Come on. I'll just go a little way. In. Uh there was a couple other ones I didn't pick. But like the one that I actually picked is the one that I think is the best bop <laughs> because this is bops only. I almost picked Let It Fly, um, Dark Side, Dark Side of the Moon, that is. Um, Famous is really good. And uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, Start the Shit Off Right. That's a really good one, too. But is that actually the title of the song? Start the Shit Off Right. <laughs> Damn right it does. But the best bop off of the car five is. Did you turn on I the didn't turn it aux on. cord? <laughs> Shh, it's fine. Now I'll turn on the aux cord. Ready? Yeah. Weezy, Weezy. Oh, Swiss Beats is on it. I love this song so much. It's got such a good flow. Like a buffalo. Oh, it's such a good bop. It's just got a good flow to it. Like, mm-hmm. the beat. Yeah. Where to love go? Yeah. Just a great bop by, by uh, Lil Wayne. I, that whole, I mean, that whole album, like I said, is super good. Um, but they're not like party songs. They're not, they're all bops. But they're not the bops that I'm necessarily look, looking for right now. Right. But the, the, go listen to that the rest of that playlist or the rest of that album because that album is just fantastic. Like I mentioned before, "Don't Cry with uh, XX," fantastic. Uh, Let it all work out, great. The last song there, "Problems," famous. Open letter, Mona Lisa with Kendrick. Mona Lisa with Kendrick. Wayne and Kendrick go hard in that song, like they spit absolute oh, fire good. in that song good 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 it's so good I, I recommend that song strongly but yeah uproar is the first song what about you what's yours playing it no intro needed I just have to say that the music video for this, you know how every music video kind of is like an intro to the, until the actual video? Yeah. The intro to this music video is the stupidest thing, but it's so funny. It's so over the top, it's hilarious. The song's called Jackie Chan, obviously, oh, by yeah. uh, Zimbabwean artist Bantu. I heard it on some other playlists. And it's just so catchy. And, very catchy. And then when the and then when like the when your bass starts hitting, oh here it is. Mm. Ooh, that's really good, right? I wish I knew this song over the summer because I would I would have jammed it. Oh, this would have been with a my windows down. Yeah. 
still gonna be added to my one to the one when whenever I go to like whenever the weather gets warmer or anything still. Probably gonna add this to my pregame playlist, but but yeah. The song is called Jackie Chan by Bantu. I love it. It's a good one. Right? I'm honestly struggling to remember one of my songs. Oh. <laughs> but I know one of them. So I'll play that one. Bef- and I'll look for my third one, I guess, because I don't remember what it is. I'm trying to think. Maybe it's on another place. I don't know. Here's my second one, and I know you'll enjoy this one. I'm ready. Girl, why are you playing with me? Girl, who are you playing with? You've been oh, that new stuff. I know what I'm going to do. I've been on the same shit. Girl, why are you playing with me? I see him so soon. I see him so damn soon. You say you'll try. I've heard that line a thousand times before. And I'm sad, not cry. If you mad, that's fine. I think that I should go. So good. And Kalani, Kalani's so good in that song, too. She's beautiful. She's great. Beautiful voice. Great artist. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, playing with me by Kyle. Oh my and That's all one word. Playing with me, I love it. Uh, Kyle and Kalani. I didn't add that to my list. I'm gonna have that right now. There we go. All right, what's your next one? First, I need to see if this thing is even on. No, it's not. Pops. It's just a, it's just a mixtape. Oh, I gotta go find it then. All right, well, I can't do that one that I wanted to do because it's not because <laughs> it's not readily available. So, I already. Please remind me, and you'll have to go look in the place that I already, I already chose. Warm it up was already one of mine's, right? Um, My logic. Yes, you okay. have a logic song on here. Oop, <laughs> voice crack. Yes, warm it up. All right. Well, I'm gonna do this one. It's also by Kyle. <laughs> Three Kyle songs. Yes. It's just no, no. Cause the Sprite ain't dirty no. Him and Maiden T.Y.O. And his verse is so bad Super Duper Hero? Oh, uh, no, the song is literally called Super Duper Kyle Oh, really? Like, the song is called Super Duper Kyle He also has Super Duper Hero Yeah, Super Duper Hero Oh, there it is Yeah, it's not that It's not Super Duper Hero It's the only game when I play, I don't lose Baby fabricating, baby, I already knew that All right, all right I'm feeling that I'm hoping he plays that live Because he released that song recently I can't um, imagine he would. Oh, if he does, I'm losing it. I mean, I'm already going to... Lo- my mind will already have been gone by the time I actually physically meet this man face-to-face, so... I'm struggling on this next one. So, for anyone who doesn't know, I have a very strange band that I listen to. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. am going to see them yeah. in exactly a week. Yeah. And I won't give them away yet because I'm going to play their song. And I'm struggling really hard on what song to pick because I want it to be a jam, obviously. Mm -hmm. So 
we're going to go with my favorite. Okay. And obviously, we're an explicit podcast. We do swear. But I will just forewarn that oh god the song this song i don't think it's very it's not like explicit it, it is explicit but it's not like it's not like <laughs> they don't swear a lot or anything okay they swear a couple times the, it's just uh inappropriate <laughs> oh god it's just the very the, the topic is very the, the, this made the playlist it's very very immature humor but i love it and it's a really good song so yes it's making the playlist because it's a great song and i need to throw them out there because i'm gonna go see them in a week this is ninja sex party The song is called Orgy for One, and it is about how uh, Danny Sexbang, the lead singer, invited a lot of females over for an orgy, and all of them made excuses on why they couldn't come. So now, because no one showed up to his orgy, it is now an orgy for one. (laughs) Now... This is a very funny song, but it's also just a really good song. It's just a good song to jam out to. Nobody shows, so I'm gonna have some fun. Let's get this party started. It's an orgy for one. Yep, so that's. I don't even care that <laughs> you look really. Connor looks upset. I'm not upset. I'm just, I'm lost. <laughs> as much as I thoroughly enjoy them as well, I am just mentally lost. It's right a bop, now. and I'm going to see them in a week, so it is officially part of bops only. Oh, my Lord. All right. Well, this next one, this next one, I won't even be, I'm not even ashamed to admit that I, that I jam to this next song. Okay. I'm not even gonna. I'm not. I'm nowhere ashamed about it. I, ref- um, I like anytime it comes on on my phone, I or on my on my speakers with my door open in my room, I'll just oh, I'll blast the song. I what? just remembered what my other song was gonna be, <laughs> and it wasn't gonna be Ninja Sex Party. <laughs> oh, but uh, and I also had to do something for the ladies too. Yeah. Oh. I had to do something for the ladies real quick. Oh, no. What? I just... Tom didn't give me his bop. I'm going to message him real quick. Oh. But here it is. I hope it works. I have it synced to my laptop. Okay. You, you love it how I, move you, you love it how I, I think I know this song. I think you do. Is this Camille? Oh, no. Do you, do you give up on who it is? This voice is so distinctive. How do you know? It is very distinctive, and I'm just I'm surprised you don't know. I'm I I'm really mad that I can't I'm just having a brain fart. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Ariana Grande. Pete Davidson's wife. The song is called God is a Woman. I'm not even ashamed to say that I like this song. Is this wait? Is this a Nicki song? No, this is not a Nicki song. This is this is just her song that's on like her new album, Sweetener. Oh, okay. Maybe I got them confused there for a second. Yeah. Yep. 
Okay. Not even gonna lie, I love this song more than I should as a as a as a straight male. That's fair. And I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed. I like a lot of songs that I, as a straight male, should not shouldn't have any business jamming That's to, fair. but I sure do. Yeah. And that sober straight male me. Not drunk straight male me. Drunk me dances to everything. Ask Kyle. <laughs> yep. I have two videos now of him dancing to Freaky Friday, and they're my favorite thing. <laughs> All right. I, Tom's not answering me, and that's my bad for not asking him. So I'll just do two from him next week. But in the meantime, I'm going to do the one that I didn't, that I forgot about. So you guys still get an extra one anyway. This is a song by a friend of mine, actually. Oh, is it what I think it is? It is. I'm excited. We have actually used this song before. As an outro. I, why, yeah, I, was, I noticed that. And we'll probably just listen to it on the way out of the podcast. I am a-okay with that. Sorry, um, Duncan. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, th- I, this was going to be my pick, and I completely forgot, but Hey, this... question. Is he still in the state? Because, I mean, we could have him perform, uh, do a live thing for Edge Fest next semester for the we radio could. station. I know. He did the talent show last year. Here? Mm-hmm. The variety show? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Did he win? Second, at least. I don't remember, to be honest. He might have won. Did I he do this song? No, he did, something else? did a cover, I think. I can't remember. I think he did a cover, okay. and then he dropped. Actually, yeah, he did a cover or a new song or something, and then he dropped it immediately after. It was really cool, actually. But yes, this is my friend. Uh, I grew. Er, I met him my freshman year. We were neighbors in the dorms, and I became really good friends with him. His name is Ethan Payton. Go check him out on uh, Sound. I, he's on SoundCloud. He's on Spotify. On Spotify, because that's how I have and his I song. I believe he's on iTunes as well. Uh, go check him out because he's got some great music. This one, he has a new one called uh, Hollywood Fever. Go check that one out. Yeah. But my favorite one is this. I love this song so much. It's so good. When you showed me this song, I vibed so hard. Like first time, I was just like, "Love it!" It's such a good vibe. I'm pretty sure it took me like 30 seconds for me to. I was like, "What's the name of it?" And you told me it was like, "Done, done." Threw it on, threw it on my yeah. playlist immediately. 30 seconds into the song. Like I said, I think we've used this for outro a couple times on the song. Um, we use Ethan, and I use my other friend Duncan, who's been on the podcast. We- <laughs> I just remembered what he did for one of the... I, we had him on, yeah. and right before I did my little outro thing, and then he goes, play my fucking music! <laughs> and then it started playing DNA. It was that's, so good. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. I'll show you later. Holy yeah, crap. We use his, his Snake Eyes song because he makes uh, music too. So, yeah, go check out DNA on SoundCloud. Go check out Ethan Payton on SoundCloud, Spotify, or iTunes. And, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Connor. Go ahead and take us out. Yeah, man. Uh, so, first round KO, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the podcast app on iTunes or your Apple devices. It should be on there. If not, go download it. On Twitter, follow us at FRKL Podcast. Follow Kyle at Olsen2K18. Follow myself at Connor Moore underscore seven. And follow the, f- the unofficial fan page, one of many, of Christian Yelich at Here We Go Yelich. Links in the description. And the next episode, Kyle comes back from home. I will probably be freaking out because I'm within a week away from seeing Super Duper Kyle and within four days of potentially being on the stage myself. We'll see if we'll see if my nerves pr- pr- uh, my if my nerves will allow me to be on the show next Sunday. The next time we shock the system since day one ish.